0: You are listening to audio messages from Sunday mornings at Horizon. It is our hope and desire that this podcast would be a useful tool in your growth and in your walk with Christ. If you've not yet subscribed to our various channels, make sure you do so in order to stay up to date with the most current messages. More information about Horizon, as well as notes for this message, can be found at www.horizonweb.org.
1: Good morning, Horizon. Uh, It is so good to have all of you guys here with us as we worship this morning. Um, As I said last week, this this week is going to be a little bit different, so um, just stay with us. Uh, We we were scrambling to get everything together, but hopefully... Um, It will be for God's glory and for the benefit of all of us. Um, As we gather this morning, we welcome all of you who are here in person. Uh, Welcome all of those who are joining us online. Uh, We welcome Family Life Christian Church. Uh, Some of you may be here in person or may be watching online. Um, And we offer our prayers for Pastor Rick and his family and the staff uh, who are are not doing well. So um, please, uh, church, lift them up in prayer as well. Uh, for, um, pray for recovery over them, but we welcome uh, the church joining us this morning. Um, A couple of things, Uh, last week we introduced our new newsletter for the month, Uh, you can pick them up by the door, it's for the whole month, so you don't have to take one each week, Um, and it has all the different uh, information on it, all the different events, and it guides you to the website or wherever the information can be found, so make sure that if you don't have one, take one home, put one on your fridge. Uh, or somewhere where you see it and and it will have all the information on it. Um, And then we also have our new Connect cards, that you can find in the back of the chairs. This replaces our little yellow sheets that we had before. So the same thing, if you're new here and if you want to connect with us, then this is the way to do it. You can put your information on it, what you're interested in, and we will contact you, or you can put down your prayer requests on the back. And what you do with these, you put them into the boxes at the door or drop them at the welcome home counter uh, a couple of reminders from our um, from our upcoming events um, it is summer so that means VBS and summer camps are coming up uh, we'll have one here the monumental kids camp uh, July 11th to 14th here in Galt. Um, and so if you have kids you can register uh, if you don't want, don't have kids but you want to hang around with kids you can volunteer so um, it's for everyone uh, so if you uh, if you're interested in helping us out again then you can Um, you can let us know, and also Lodi is doing a VBS and they need volunteers as well. So again, if you want to work with children and bless them uh, throughout um, these uh, these camps, then you can also uh, register for that one that you want to volunteer. There's senior dinner coming up, uh, June 25th, so you can again register, uh, sign up for that one uh, at the Welcome Home counter. Um, And then North Coast Challenge left yesterday morning uh, so they are taking off on their bike ride, uh, and we can throughout the week we can again pray for them, pray for safety, uh, pray for uh, just as this as they are participating in this in this mission trip, uh, raising money that they will be blessed through it, and God will be present on their bike ride. And we are reminded of our giving as each week you can do it to uh, text to give, or, or or through the donation boxes at the door. Um, Yeah, as I said, it's gonna be a different service today. Um, So I wanna give a few words uh, about what we're gonna do. Uh, Last week I preached on Pentecost and I talked about being a spirit-filled church and spirit-filled people and how the spirit changes everything. And part of that was is that because of the Holy Spirit, we are spirit-filled agents and we worship together, right? When when we gather to worship, it's not just what happens on the stage. Um, But what we do as a congregation, that we lift up our voices, that we listen, that we respond to the word, that we obey, what we hear. And so we want to, uh, the way I designed this service for today, I want to reflect that a little bit uh, by being more communal. That means we will do more things together, and it requires you to do more things. Okay, so I'm really nervous, um, but I trust you guys. Um, that, that we will create something beautiful together. And that means this service is going to be different from the second service because of what you do this morning. That means for those who are online, you, can, you will be able to join in and do everything, but it will be different than if you are here in person with us. Um, and I said it will be um, a, a liturgical service. Okay, Liturgy, uh, the word actually originally meant the work of the people. Again, this idea is that it is the result of our work, what we create this morning. Um, I like to imagine it or explain it that we're going to go on a journey together, a journey that has different chapters to it, different parts to it, and in a minute I'll explain uh, what that is going to be, look like. I will be the leader, I will lead um, at this service, um, but we will be on this journey together. Um, So it means it will have uh, a lot more prayers in it, responsive uh, prayers and and prayers that we will read together from the screens. Or if you have, if you picked up one of these at the door, it will have all the prayers on it printed out. So you can read it from the paper or you will be able to read it from the screens. And um, the responsive prayers, how they work is that I will read uh, the first line or the first few lines and then as a church we will read Um, The lines that are underlined. Okay, so always the underline, that's the one that we read as a church. Uh, The rest I'll be reading as a leader. Um, Yeah, a couple more things. Again, just to get ready. So once we do it, then it will be more fluent. Um, We will use um, the Slido app or the Slido website. We did this before for like uh, surveys and things like that. Today we will try to use it for worship. So you can set it up right now, so once we get to it in the service, you will be handy and it will be hand, uh, in your hand, okay? So you can go on your phone, go to slido.com and uh, put in the code 95632, or you can scan the QR code and the QR code on your, um, on your page too, okay? This might seem weird how this is going to work. But, it, but trust me, it will. Uh, so if you set it up now, then you can put your phone away again. And when, when we get to the service, uh, that part of the service, you can take it out um, and we will use that as well. Um, yeah, um, let, me, let me go through how this, the this, this service is gonna look like. Normally when you come into the service, you know it's gonna be one song normally, and then announcements, then more songs, then a sermon. So today it's gonna look like we're gonna have an invitation to worship. Uh, a time when we want to just orient ourselves towards God and look at, um, and ask Him to come and work in the midst of us. Then we'll have a time of worship. We'll focus on God, what He, what he has done, and worship Him and glorify Him through that. Uh, and then we will turn to uh, the Word. Um, Acts chapter 10 is where we're going to be. We're going to read through it in three different parts. And then each part, we will respond to that scripture. We'll do something in response to what we heard. Um, and then the end will be a out part. So that will be, the outline is, again, just for you, so you can follow and it's not all unexpected of what's going to happen. The point is not to surprise you or shock you, um, but again, that we can go on this journey together. And if this is your first time here, um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Please come back a couple more weeks, okay? I'm the youth pastor. Uh, The lead pastor is gone, and they let me do this crazy thing. So don't judge our church based on this one service. Um, But if you like it, that's awesome. That's even better. Um, One more thing before we get started. I will need some helpers with this service, okay? I don't want to do it alone. Um, And so first, my question is, who are those here who have a paper Bible with them? Who, who, Who are those who have a paper Bible with them? Okay, do I, you can can be brave, you can put your hand up. Okay, I see a couple people. Okay, out of those, uh, who would be willing, I need three people who will come up and read scripture with me on stage, okay? Who will be willing to do that for me? I have one, I have two, I have three here, okay? So one, two, three, no, okay, so I have one, two, who will be the third one then? Okay, 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 all right, we have our three people then, Uh, I'll let you know after um, uh, when you need to come up, okay, then my next question is, who has a notebook with them, a notebook that they like to take notes, okay, who has a notebook, somebody else, I need somebody else for this one. Okay, back, back there I see somebody from a notebook. Okay, will you be willing to, um, to help me um, with, uh, with, uh, with a prayer at the end of the service? That would be my question. Yes, okay, awesome. So we have three people who will help me read, and one person who will maybe take notes and then pray at the end. Um, okay, I think we're all set. Are you guys ready? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you have to be. You're stuck, with, you're stuck with me for the next hour. The first thing that we are going to do as we, as we start um, is we're going to stop for a moment of, of silence. Um, Psalm 58 says, Awake, my soul. Awake, my soul. And the reason why the psalmist says that, because sometimes we need to wake up our souls. Even when we come to church, our souls might be sleeping. They might be lazy. And so as we start this journey together this morning, as we start this service, as we come to God's presence, it's so important that our hearts are in the right place. Because we all know that we can come, uh, we can even sing, we can even listen, and our hearts might not be in the right place at that moment. So I want you to to sit comfortably, maybe put both of your feet on the ground, and place your hand in a comfortable position. If that's comfortable, put them on your lap, you can put them face up, open towards God, you can put them on your heart. And we do this, we, we change our bodies because our bodies can express what our hearts want to do. And it helps us to focus on God. If it helps, you can close your eyes as well um, so that we are more focused on the inside than the outside. And as you are in this position, just try to orient your heart towards God. Try to think of God, of who He is for you, or how how you know Him. And you can also repeat this short sentence that we read in the Bible again and again, as people, as God addresses people, they respond, here I am. You can say it out loud quietly or or just in your heart, in your mind, but just let God know, here I am. And as you're focused on God, try to remain, try to remember this moment throughout this morning Try to stay focused on God, your heart and your mind oriented towards Him. Don't let anything distract you from that. Whatever happens, whatever thoughts might go through your mind, pay attention to His presence. You can open your eyes and now with our hearts oriented towards God, let's pray together our first prayer. As I said, it's like a conversation between the leader and the church you can take out your papers or you can follow on the screen, you'll always read the underlined parts. Let's pray. The Spirit is here among us, within us, around us, between us. The Spirit is here to strengthen us, bringing courage, bringing conviction. The Spirit is here to move us, making us sing and praise. The Spirit is here. May we feel the Spirit as we gather. May we be fed by His fiery strength. May we be emboldened by His powerful wind. We gather in the Spirit's arm to be nurtured as we worship. And may our worship fill us with the Spirit as we go back out into our daily lives. Amen. And as we come to God, we don't come from a vacuum. We come from our daily lives we come filled with a week filled with joy and worry and tiredness and work, sadness, all sorts of feelings that we might bring with us. And as we keep, we keep our hearts oriented and focused on God, we want to take a look back at this past week. I gave you this homework, if you remember, the end of last service, and I said, try to focus this week on what God is doing, how the Holy Spirit is present in your life. Um, And so we're going to reflect on that. This is the moment we'll use that Slido app. So if you want to take your phone out, the question that I want you to answer is this, what attribute of God have you seen or experienced during this last week? And and, and how we will do it, again, if you take your phone out, if you go to the Slido um, app, um, it says, through the Spirit I have seen God's, and then you fill it in this week. Um, for the tech team, they have to make sure that you launch the, the question so that people can see it. And so it should pop up a question that says, through the Spirit, I have seen God's something this week. And you can fill in what you've seen. That could be his love, that can be his peace, that can be his holiness, um, his goodness, and the list can, uh, list can go on. And if it works. Um, then your responses will come up on the screen and we will, um, we will create this corporate worship as a community. Um, our words will come up, if it works. <laughs> All right, okay, it works. So yeah, you can please take your phone out, okay, go to theslido.com. Um, and add in your your answers. Through the Spirit, I have seen God's, and you fill it in this week. Someone sees God's patience. Awesome, we have one response. So we'll wait a second until we collect, um, we collect some of these answers. And you can reflect on, yeah, which ones have you seen and, and maybe see what, what other people have seen of God this week. You can maybe imagine the stories that are behind these words faithfulness, beauty, patience, generosity, compassion, healing, support, creation. So many things of God that, that you have seen throughout the week, that you have experienced. So this. This slide with all these words uh, jumping around as a testimony to God's work in our life this past week. It is so good to know that as we come is that God has been working. God has been working in, in many different ways in a congregation. I wanna, I, and what I want to do is simply turn this into a prayer of praise. I'm gonna pray and I, I will, I can't promise I'll put all the words in there, um, but I'll try to use some of it. And so that will be part of our worship is that we lift up God's goodness and all the things that we have seen this past week. Let's pray. Father God, we praise you uh, for this morning. We praise you that we can look back this past week and we can see so many of your attributes that you have acted in in our lives. Thank you for your patience. We need your patience in our failings. Thank you for your faithfulness, even when we are not faithful to you. We praise you for your generosity that you have provided all that we needed this past week. Thank you for the love that we have experienced through you. We praise you for your strength. We praise you for your grace that you have forgiven our sins. And even in the midst of our failings, we can come to you. We praise you for your support, your mercy, your blessings, your control over our lives and the world. We praise you for your majesty, the direction you have given our life, the blessings you have put on us, your creativity, your kindness, your great understanding. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent to live with us. Thank you. Thank you for all that we've seen, your beauty, your goodness, and your love. And we ask that as we, yeah, we look back and then we bring all of this in your presence, that we could truly just worship you with our words, with our songs, with our whole lives. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Let's continue worshiping God, responding to his goodness by singing this next song. So we continue on on our journey this morning. We have arrived in God's presence, we worshipped God for who He is through looking back and praising Him, um, and now we will, um, we will look at His Word, and so I'm going to ask the volunteers that put their hands up, I will ask you to come up and actually sit with me on the stage, okay? So I, I remember who are the three, three people. Uh, come up, and I'll ask the, the person who said is going to pray also to come up, um, if it's okay, and sit with me here on stage um you, you guys can take a seat on one of these and I have the scripture uh, printed out. you can also use your own Bible whichever um, whichever suits you better um, yes yes if you can if you can come up as well um, and uh, and if, if I can ask you, your job will be, is you said you have a notebook, is just to, just to um, as, you, as you are in the service this morning, just to take notes of what is happening, and at the end, I'll ask you to pray for us, okay? So um, uh, to, to bring that into a prayer, what you see God is doing with the stories that we will hear. I might actually go to the side because I don't want to cover you guys up, if that's okay. Um, that will be better that way. Um, so as I said, we will, we will not read the whole story at once, but we will go in three parts, and I will always let you know when it's your part to read. Um, and we will start with the first one, Acts chapter uh, 10, and we'll have the microphone here to make sure that everyone can, um, everyone can hear. Uh, so let's open our hearts as we listen to God's word, as he's speaking to us uh, from the book of Acts. Um, Last week, we read the story of Pentecost as, as the Holy Spirit filled the whole church and then Peter gives this sermon. And as I said, um, I don't think they even realized how much the Spirit was changing everything, how he was overthrowing the rules. And in this story, we see the Holy Spirit pushing the church, pushing Peter himself to actually live out those truths that, that were fulfilled and accomplished on the day of Pentecost. So let's listen. Um, the first reading from the book of Acts chapter 10, first 20 verses.
2: In Caesarea there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. As soon as the angel was gone, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa. The next day as Cornelius's messengers were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry, but while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. In the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. Then a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Kill and eat them. No, Lord, Peter declared. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure and unclean. But the voice spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's house Standing outside the gate they asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying there Meanwhile as Peter was puzzling over the vision the Holy Spirit said to him three men have come looking for you Get up go downstairs and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry for I have sent them
1: Thank you In this story, as we start uh, looking at Peter and and what happened to him, we see that God is working in this first part many different ways. God is is working through a vision and an angel uh, in Cornelius' life. Peter falls into a trance and then he sees a vision and then the Holy Spirit speaks to him directly. God works in a multitude of ways in this story to accomplish his will and we know that In the Bible, God sometimes interrupts people's lives just to speak to them. And he will step into their life and and tell them, this is what's happening. You need to do this, or you need to go here and there. As we see it in this story, but in other times, and most often, it tells us that we need to make space for God to speak. And we see that in this story as well. as, As Peter takes time... He steps aside midday to pray. That's what we read about him. As they were cooking lunch for him, he went up on the flat roof to pray. And this is probably wasn't his first time or only time that he did this. Probably he had a regular habit of praying several times a day. And in this particular prayer, God gives him this vision. And he made space for God and to God to speak to him regularly. If we're always caught up with our daily business, then we should not be surprised that we can't hear God. Then Peter, that's what we read about him, spends time puzzling over this vision. He's puzzling, he's thinking, he's, he's, he's flipping through in mind of what had happened and what does it mean because it's so amazing that God spoke to him through this vision and he's reflecting on God's message to him. And as he does, the Spirit speaks, and the Spirit clears up what God has been trying to tell him. The question that this scripture then poses us, are we too busy to make space for God? Are we too distracted to puzzle over what God is doing that we can't even hear the Spirit? There's so many threats to our faith. There's so many threats that we try to Uh, claim about Christianity, but I think one of the greatest threats of faith is not liberals or conservatives, it's not the far right or the far left, it's not CRT or BLM or white supremacy or any other ideology or human community, but often our own distraction. That we are so caught up, we're so obsessed with being busy, we're so obsessed with our phones and all sorts of entertainment that it's robbing us from any chance to find the joy in a simple prayer, a time of quiet, a silence, a meditation on God's word. So church, can we just admit that we struggle with this? Because I struggle with it and you struggle with it. And it's good for us to admit and bring our struggle to God that we can be quiet enough sometimes to hear the whisper of the Spirit. And so we're going to respond to this scripture by a practice of silence again. I don't know if you like to be silent or not. Silence can be awkward sometimes, but silence can be good for our soul. Sorry, I'll take the microphone. Silence can be good for our soul as we we put aside those thoughts, the things that keep us busy, to focus on God. So I'll ask you again just to get comfortable, to sit in a way that you find relaxing. And this time, there, will no be, there, there won't be music, okay? So you might hear people moving around, you might hear kids on the outside, you might hear cars driving by, but we'll try to hold this moment of silence for a little bit. If it helps, it might help, then close your eyes. And again, just try to focus on God. Just like Peter went up on that roof and was expecting God to speak, just as he was puzzling over the vision. Let's give space to God right now. And if you don't know what to do in that silence, Again, just think about what what already God has said this morning or pray that, that simple prayer, here I am. I don't know when was the last time we were in such a silent here in the church, but it's so important for us to hear God's word to us. You can open your eyes. I don't know how you feel about silence. I don't know if you feel like even that few seconds was so long, I don't ever want to do it again. Or maybe you felt, maybe I should try this at home sometimes, just to sit in silence. But either way, it takes. It takes practice to slow down. It doesn't come naturally to us. To be quiet and make space for God. If we forgot how to do it, then it will take practice to build that habit of silence into our daily lives. So this is the first part of our story as we go through it. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Will you listen? Will you be silent enough to hear it? And we'll go to our second reading and hear how God is continuing to use Peter throughout this journey.
3: So Peter went went down and said, I am the man you are looking for. Why have you come? They said, we were sent by Cornelius, a Roman officer. He is a devout and God-fearing man, well-represented by all the Jews. A holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message. So Peter invited the men to stay for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshiped him but Peter pulled him up and said stand up i am a human being just like you so they talked together and went inside there were many others there were many others there were assembled peter told them You know, it is against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, Four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He's staying in the home of Simon a Tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has given you. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right.
1: Amen. Thank you. So as the story continues, um, we see as Peter is following um, the Spirit's command, as the Holy Spirit told him to go with, this, with these people. Um, and, in these, and in this story, as we read this both parts, one of the big questions that comes up is this, what is clean and what is unclean? What is desirable and what is repulsive? I mean, the next two activities that I want to do, um, I want to enter into this story a little bit. I I want us to enter into this feeling of uncomfortableness a little bit, this tension that Peter experienced. Um, And my first question is, is there anybody under 12 in this room? Are there there any kids? There's always some kids who come in with their families. Is there anybody under 14 in this room who would be willing to help me? Are there any kids? I don't know if I can see back there. There are no kids today. Okay. All right, nobody. Okay, then we'll skip that part. I'm not going to do the kids part with you guys then. Um, um, Maybe second service though with some kids. Um, But yeah, I want us to enter into this story. And so my question for you guys will be, um, is Again, you can close your eyes if it helps, but try to imagine one of the most unique meats that you have ever eaten, or the most unique meals you've ever eaten, or the best meal you've ever eaten. Okay, Try to choose one of those. You can close your eyes and try to, try to picture, uh, bring back that memory. Okay, uh, Try to remember what it was that you eat, ate that was so amazing or unique. Uh, think about where did you eat it? Was it in someone's home? Was it in a restaurant? Was it um, uh, in, in any other location, at a friend's house? When was it? Was it a, a breakfast, a lunch, or a dinner, or, or something in between? Try to bring back the smells, or, or what did the, the table look like? Just try to enter into that memory a unique or really good meal that you had. What did it smell like? How did it taste? What was the texture of it? And if you have that memory, hopefully your mouth is already watering, just like Peter's mouth was watering as he went up on the roof to pray as he was already hungry. Stay in that memory, and now imagine that whoever was hosting you, again, a waiter or or the host of the house, brings out a plate and says, look, I cooked my cat for you. Some of you may be like, oh, I'm going to gag. and that's good. That, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, you can open your eyes. Sorry if I ruined that memory for you. Um, but I wanted us to enter into the uncomfortableness. okay? And it's hard for us because we don't really have the categories for it. Um, Peter had this category uh, in this disturbing vision of unclean animals, things he would never even touch. Or eat, Okay, and that's for us, it's pretty much like eating a pet, right? That would be, that's, that's unimaginable. They're like family, right? They're, they're part of our families, they're pets. Um, and, and it makes us, it's just repulsive. It makes us not feel good if someone would offer their pet as a food for us. But that's, that's sort of, again, entering into the story, that's sort of that feeling that Peter might have had as God brought the animals and said, kill and eat. And Peter three times says, I can't do that. That's disgusting. That makes me want to throw up. I cannot touch those things because they are unclean. And this idea of clean and unclean, again, it's not about something being dirty. It was a Jewish law that God told them what animals are clean, edible, and what are unclean. And the rule was is that if you did touch something that's unclean, you became unclean. It was something that spread unto you. It was contagious. And that meant you couldn't participate in worship and community life for a couple days until you were again declared clean. So Peter uh, is, is reasonably as a Jewish man says, I can't do that because then I will become unclean. If I touch something unclean, I will become unclean. But we know that God is preparing Peter through this vision. Right? God is not just pranking him or, or giving him a difficult thing to do. He is preparing him so that in real life he can do something that was just as repulsive for him to do. Enter into a home of a Gentile, an unclean home, an unclean person. That was just as unthinkable for him as a Jewish man. But through this uh, image of unclean animals, God is teaching him about unclean and repulsive people. People we dislike, look down on, people we want to avoid or ignore. Because when we ask the question of who was this Cornelius, we read that he was a Roman centurion. He was an officer in an army, someone in power and authority. And in the eyes of the Jews, he was an enemy. He was the enemy, he was a representative of the oppressive power of the Romans who have been ruling over the Jews for many years. A representative of the power who crucified Jesus, the Messiah, Peter's master. And he was also an enemy in the religious sense. We read that he was a God-fearing man, which means that he tried to follow maybe the Jewish God. He was interested in Yahweh, the Jewish God. Um, but we know that he was still a Gentile. He was not a Jew. And he was religious. He, he wanted to see how can please God, but he clearly did not know how to worship God because when Peter arrived, he falls down on the ground and starts worshiping Peter. And that is a no-no. We know that. In, Jew, in Judaism, in Christianity, we do not worship people. That is a number one rule. We only worship God. And so this Cornelius, he, he wanted to worship, he wanted to follow God somehow, but he did not know how. But we see him as a representative of the enemy of Peter, the opposite of Peter. And we know that in Peter's eyes, even though he was a respected man, maybe he was a good man, Cornelius was unclean, someone to be avoided. We know this because of all these things that have happened, all the things that we just read, that after Pentecost, after God is pouring out his spirit and, and, and the fulfillment of these promises that now all nations can come to God, it still took all this work for God to get Peter here, that he needed this vision, that he needed this vision three times, Then he needed a direct word from the Holy Spirit. God is basically just pushing him out of the door. Go and do it. Because Peter says, I am not supposed to. And even as he arrives at Cornelius' house, he tells them, I am not supposed to be here. I am not supposed to associate with you. But I'm doing it because the Holy Spirit has sent me. Because God told me. And so the question I want us to think about through this scripture now, as we respond to it, as we think about how it relates to us, is this, who's your Cornelius? Who's your Cornelius? Who are the enemies, the outsiders that you maybe look down on? Who are those in your life um, that are to be avoided because you find them repulsive? into whose house you don't wanna go for any reason. Maybe you're scared, maybe you're afraid what's gonna happen to you, how their uncleanliness will spread unto you, Whatever, whatever that uncleanliness is in our mind. Again, I want you to reflect on these questions a little bit. Look inside of you, look at your life and ask, who are these people I find undeserving of my time and presence? Maybe you're not openly hostile towards them. You just avoid them and ignore them. And what kind of love is that? Who are the people that you think are irredeemable? They're so far out that even preaching the gospel to them is in vain. That maybe even praying for them is wrong. And it's gonna feel uncomfortable when we look into the depth of our heart, that yes, we have enemies. I have enemies. I have enemies I created for myself. I have enemies that maybe others have chosen for me, people who vote differently from me, people who are from other countries than me, maybe people who look different from us people who are richer than us, people who are poorer than us, people who have a different faith, people who live on the wrong side of town, and the list goes on, so many reasons why we create enemies, where we choose people who are different than us. And as you maybe reflected on that for a minute, and maybe you recognize, yes, there are people in my life, I struggle to love them, I struggle to be around them. I don't want to really go to them. Ask this question. Do you actually believe that God loves them as well? That God cares about their pain and hears their prayers? It is such an uncomfortable thought in this story that Cornelius, we read about Cornelius, that God hears Cornelius' prayers. That God looked on His incomplete religious thoughts, His prayers, His good deeds, and God received them. That God listens to the people who are supposed to hate, they're supposed to be our enemies, when they cry out to Him. God is working in their life, even before you and I show up. God is present in their life. And as I said, it took Peter all this work to understand this. He had to go through his own journey as God is teaching him that God shows no favoritism. God shows no favoritism, but we do. Right, I have have favorites, we have favorites and we have enemies. We have people we like and people we don't. We have people we invite and people we avoid. People we include and people we exclude. And so I want us to to come to God together and recognize, yes, we have fallen, we've sinned in this regard. We have shown favoritism in the way that we do church, in the way that we organize ourselves, in the way that we go about our daily lives and pray this prayer of confession, again, as a responsive prayer. And a point of confessing our sins, especially as a, as a church, is to look at our sins honestly, is to look into this mirror and say, yes, I am, I am fallen, I have sinned, I am not worthy of your goodness, O oh God, and yet to receive His forgiveness. The practice of confession is, is good for our soul because it preaches the gospel to us. So you can take out your papers or follow on the screen Let's pray this prayer of confession together. In the same way, you're gonna always respond with the underlying part. God of the clean and the unclean, we too easily think we can see from your point of view. We exclude, hold grudges and nurse contempt, all the while hiding ourselves for fear we too should be found wanting. Forgive us, Lord. We think we are justified because we are made holy by your love and we assume holiness means more like us. Forgive us, Lord. We forget or never really knew that all you touch is holy and that you created all that is. Forgive us, Lord. So when we exclude, we exclude you. When we hold grudges, we hate you. When we show contempt, we are contemptuous of those you love. Forgive us, Lord may we be made holy in truth loving as you love clean and unclean alike make us new O lord now may the grace of his forgiveness which blooms evergreen for all his children work powerfully in us changing us into better image bearers of christ and most more faithful servants of our king let our inability to ever perfectly love you O God, drive us daily to the arms of Christ, wherein the enormity of your mercy and the scandal of such grace lavished upon us would birth in us a new and greater affection for you, and a new and greater desire to do with this you, somehow use even our weakness for your glory. Now hear these words of favor, O children of God. All these sins you have truly repented of. He has eternally forgiven. They will never be held against you. You you are free to love and serve him in joyful assurance, knowing his grace will always be more than sufficient to your own failings. Thanks be to Christ for this glorious gift. Amen. Amen. What an amazing thing is to hear that assurance of forgiveness. God has taken away our sins. And as we continue, I want to respond to this part of the story with one more thing. And instead of just telling you, yeah, as you go about next week, try to be more inclusive and try to be more friendly to people and stop avoiding people. Again, we want to, I want to practice that right here and right now among ourselves. We didn't do the greeting moment in the beginning of the service. So we're going to take time to do it now, okay? And we'll have a little bit more time, maybe three minutes. And I want you to get up from your space and find somebody you don't know, okay? And we will practice this uncomfortableness of stepping into the life of someone I don't know and introduce yourself and try to learn one thing about them, okay? Try to le- learn one thing. So we're gonna have three minutes. You can stand up and make some friends, okay? But it is good. it's so good to see. It's so good to see uh, just... Just everybody talking, and and I hope you know you don't need a pastor's permission to do that, right? Every Sunday before, after service, or throughout the week, you're always free to meet new people, get to know them, especially from the church, and build those relationships. Um, So that was our second part of this story, right? That the Spirit might lead us to people who we don't like that much. It might lead us to new, unexpected places, and the question is, will you go? Will you follow the spirit? So again, let's um, open our hearts and focus on the word of God as we read the end of the story, um, Acts chapter 10 from 36 to 48. Let me get the microphone.
4: This is the message of the good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened through Judea, beginning with Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism, and you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. When Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on the cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us, whom God had chosen in advance to be, wit- to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after the- he rose from the dead, and he, or- he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. Even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising God. Then Peter asked, Can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? So he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days.
1: Thank you. So we got through our whole story as Peter arrives in Cornelius' house. And Cornelius just says, preach us the gospel. Tell us what we need to know. And Peter does that. He starts talking about Jesus. He preaches the gospel of forgiveness, that Jesus is now the Lord and judge of all. And as he talks, Pentecost happens again. Right? Something very similar to what we read last week, in the middle of his sermon. He didn't even finish his message. He didn't even lay hands on them or do anything on on his part. The Holy Spirit fills the listeners and they start speaking in other languages. We don't know if they were existing languages or, or unknown languages, but the sign of the Holy Spirit is on them as well. And Peter says they received the Holy Spirit just as we did, the same way The Spirit changes everything. This is what we talked about last week. This isn't a one-time event that happens sometimes in the past, but something that happens again and again. The Spirit blows like a wind and transforms people and communities wherever it goes. And we read in this passage that the Jews, uh, Peter and the other disciples who came, were amazed. They were amazed by this. This was unexpected, even for them. Okay, God, we will go and we will step into this house that otherwise we would never do, and we think it's unclean, and we will see what happens. And, and as they do, they are amazed that God is directly working with these unclean, barely saved pagans, and he fills their life. And they, they knew, right? They knew they had to go to the nations. They knew this was their job, is to go to the Gentiles and preach the gospel to them. But they never expected how the Spirit will just overthrow everything and will just fill these people in just the same way. They were filled. They were amazed. And so the question for us in this last part, are you amazed at what God is doing? Are you ever amazed by what God is doing in your life or in other people's life? Are we amazed or are we just okay? Or sometimes even bored of church and... We we find more amazing things elsewhere. I tell you, God is doing amazing things here in Galt in 2022, not just in the Bible. And when we follow the Spirit, when we obey His words, and when we go to these unexpected places that maybe we did not want to go, we will see more and more how God's kingdom is breaking into our world and how God is doing the unexpected, mind-bending, amazing things. And what I love is that the Spirit is not just changing Cornelius. It's not just a story about how the Spirit comes in and Cornelius and his family are changed. But he's changing Peter. He's changing those disciples who were there. He's transforming the church. If you read the next chapter, it's Peter going back to Jerusalem. And they're questioning him why he entered a Gentile's home. And he tells the whole story again. And then the whole church says, let's worship God because now we know he works with the Gentiles, and he welcomes them in. Now they understand. So the church is changing as well. He's transforming the way that they're participating in God's work. Now, last week, I, I gave a second homework to you guys, so we'll come to that now. And, um, and the good thing is, it's okay if you do the home, homework right now. I'm not a very strict teacher. But the, but the question that I gave you was, is think of a story where God led you to an unexpected place, where God led you to an unexpected place. So even if you didn't think about it throughout the last week, if you can think of a story like that, where God led you to an unexpected place, it doesn't have to be a, a big sermon or anything like that. But if you are willing to share that, um, then I'll ask you to come up here and share it with us. You don't have to come on the stage. You guys just have to stand down here. But who would be willing to share, maybe in just a few sentences, God led me to an unexpected place. God led me to a, a situation or, or, or a, life, a life journey that I did not expect, and God worked through that. Who would be willing to do that? We'll see if there's anybody brave enough would be willing to share? Yeah, okay. We have one person, who else? If we could have maybe three people, that would be awesome. Thank you, you can come up as well. I'll bring the microphone to you then, if that's easier. Whichever is easier, we'll make it happen. And back here, do you wanna come up as well? Thank you. You guys, I said you don't have to come up on the stage, but you can come up on the stage. Or, or should we go down, which one is better? We'll go down, we'll go down, okay? We'll, we'll go down. We'll stand up here, okay? Um, thank you guys. I appreciate that. It's always nerve-wracking asking people to do something. Um, but we'll start here. And just, just introduce yourself and share quickly the, sure the unexpected on. thing. Uh,
0: uh, my name is Jay Vandenberg. I was on a mission trip in Haiti, and we were digging a water well. And uh, we had worked several days to get to the depth we needed to, and there was no water. Even though all the rock and everything that would tell you there was water, but we, no water would come out. And all the people that knew how to do the work, we had worked for hours, we had stopped and changed what we were doing, tried to force water inside, outside, nothing would work. And then Annie, the lady we were with, she got everybody in the community, and said, we're all doing it wrong. Everybody's doing it wrong. So we got in a big circle and she just prayed that we offer this to you, God. Whatever you want to happen will happen and We'll stop trying to make it our thing and give it to you. We went back, turned on the air, water gushed out.
1: Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, do I have to give my name? Yeah, if, if you don't mind.
2: Hi, <laughs> Monica. Um, I have been here before. You know, I used to go to this church, and my experience is kind of more personal, but. Um, my admittance is I have been an alcoholic for many, many years. And um, I was out in Colorado all by myself. And I prayed to God. And he took my obsession away from me. That was four years and eight months ago. And now I am in back here with my family. And I've moved to Reno, Nevada, where I attend Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be sponsoring quite a few people there to share my glorious experience that God saved me. <laughs>
1: so.
4: I'm Kathy Walker. Um, I had uh, taught some babe, uh, facilitated some Bible studies in my home at one time, um, Stormy O'Martian, and praying for your adult children, and some various things. And so the opportunity came to do some other Bible studies, and I thought, well, okay. Um, I can, we would take turns facilitating certain chapters and various things. So anyway, I did, um, the, um, the women of Easter, women of Christmas. So anyway, I'm facilitating a Bible study. (laughs) It's the armor of God now, but who knows what it'll be in the future. And praise be to God.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You guys can sit down. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing those stories. Um, and I'm sure that there's many more. Um, and, um, and it's good, whether that's up here in front of the church or in our families or in our small groups, but it's so good to share those stories um, of God's, um, God's leading us into unexpected situations or transforming our lives in ways we would have never taught, uh, knowing that he, he is acting, he is working in our lives every single day, and he wants to change everything. So as we uh, come to close to the end of our service, uh, we'll try to wrap it up quickly. This is um, these are the questions that the Word of God has has put on our heart this morning. The Spirit speaks. Will you listen? The Spirit sends. Will you follow? The Spirit changes everything. Will you be part of it? And I believe. Um, that this, that this story teaches us, when we do follow the Spirit, when we obey His word, and we go into these unexpected places, then we will see how God's kingdom is breaking in and God is doing amazing things. And I'll ask our volunteer then to, um, to lift up in prayer, just praising God for these stories that we heard and for our service um, this morning.
5: <laughs> um, he certainly has done that this week for me. <laughs> um, when we talk about transformation, and I think of the butterflies, how they go from the ugly cocoon, the, 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 the worm, you know, that thing, and, and to the cocoon, but then they transform into the beautiful butterfly. And that's what God wants to change us into, is into that beautiful butterfly. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your presence here in this place, Lord. For the Spirit, uh, for your Holy Spirit that helps us to transform from the pre- people of hate, the people of, of it being um, incompetent, to people that can speak out and to go into those uncomfortable places to love those unlovable people, to be the person that you want us to be. Help us, Lord, to listen to your spirit. Help us, Lord, to bring ourselves to that quiet place. Help us, Lord, to take the time to sit back and not just be in such a hurry to read our word and do our devotions, but sit back and to listen and to understand your word, your spirit, and what you have for us, Lord. Father, I pray that as we go out from this service today that we will continually carry on what Danish has brought to us this morning, that we will not let it go, but we will reach out to you and embrace all that the spirit has and all that you have for us. In your precious name,
1: amen. Amen. And uh, we will pray together now, um, a prayer of sending out as we look forward to our next week. And I'll ask you to stand with me for these last uh, prayers. Uh, as we look forward, yeah, to this, this coming week, we ask the Holy Spirit to come um, and do his work in us, not just here in church, but every day of our life. So let's focus on him again, and let's pray the the words of this prayer together. Spirit, wind, breath, fill our lungs and lives with your energizing presence. Refresh our stale minds and stir our slowly beating hearts so that we may humbly and courageously be your breathing, gusting, good presence in the world. Amen. Now, Horizon Church, receive these blessings from God as we go. Go out into the world and labor to bring forth new life. Dream dreams, pursue visions, and speak of God's goodness in the words of those who would hear. And may the God who breathed life into creation be your delight. May Christ Jesus give hope to your dreaming, and may the Holy Spirit, your advocate, your supporter, set your hearts ablaze with passion for peace. We go into peace and love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen. You can take a seat and um, give a hand to our helpers. Thank you guys so much for helping me. And I, and I hope um, that that was a blessing for all of us. And uh, and, I, and I on the back of your pages, there's a, little, a few questions, a little conversation guide, whether you use that in small group or, again, in your family. I encourage you to talk about this morning and not, not in the manner of what is better, this service or last week or the next week, but in the manner of what has God done um, this morning in you and how you felt as you participated in this different kind of service. Thank you guys so much. And I hope that you have a blessed Sunday and a blessed next week.
0: You are listening to audio messages from Sunday mornings at Horizon. It is our hope and desire that this podcast would be a useful tool in your growth and in your walk with Christ. If you've not yet subscribed to our various channels, make sure you do so in order to stay up to date with the most current messages. More information about Horizon, as well as notes for this message, can be found at
3: www.horizonweb.org.